glad to invite you to turn to Psalm 64. You'll find that on page 660 of your pew Bible there. Psalm 64 will be our Psalm of the Month. Listen to God's word. To the chief musician, Psalm of David. Hear my voice, O God, in my meditation. Preserve my life from fear of the enemy. Hide me from the secret plots of the wicked, from the rebellion of the workers of iniquity, who sharpen their tongue like a sword and bend their bows to shoot their arrows. Bitter words. That they may shoot in secret at the blameless. Suddenly they shoot at him and do not fear. They encourage themselves in all evil matter. They talk of laying snares secretly. They say, who will see them? They devise iniquities. We have, a perf- we have perfected a shrewd scheme. Both inward thought and the heart of man are deep. But God shall shoot at them with an arrow. Suddenly they shall be wounded. So he will make them stumble over their own tongue. All who see them shall flee away. All men shall fear and shall declare the work of God, for they shall wisely consider his doing. Righteous, so be glad in the Lord and trust in him. All the upright in heart shall glory. You might remember that in Psalm 63, David emphasized his devotion to God and then turned his attention to speak about his enemies. But in Psalm 64, David is much more vocal about the enemies that he faced. David still focuses on God and his trouble, though, and I want you to hear that as we meditate on Psalm 64. We can summarize it in this way. God is a righteous judge. You may appeal to him to judge righteously. In verses 1 through 6, David earnestly asks God to give him help against his enemies, and he describes their, their schemes, and it's uh, very picturesque in the words that he use, uses. They have secret plots. They work iniquity. They gather together and they encourage themselves in an evil matter, laying traps, devising iniquities. But maybe most damaging in David's mind in this psalm is that he mentioned the words of those that are plotting against him. He describes them as an enemy, using words like a sharp sword against him, or shooting arrows from hiding in secret. They shoot their bitter words. They spread their lies without fear of discovery. That sounds familiar, doesn't it? Today, the enemies of the church use all sorts of lies and bitter words against the church, against Christians, and against God himself. They say that the church is narrow-minded or bigoted or harsh. They say that belief in God is antithetical to a modern society. They say that Jesus is all about loving all different kinds of people. You may feel powerless in the midst of such lies. It may seem like people get away with saying the most outrageous things. 
And I want you to recognize, too, that there's a spiritual dimension to the lies that we face. Because Satan is the father of all lies. He is the enemy of Christ himself. And that enemy would have you believe all sorts of outrageous things about God. You may be prompted in your fears and recognition of your own sins to think that God can never forgive me. Or you may wonder and worry, how can God love me, a sinner? So on and so on. Satan would ensnare you and put chains about you by these lies. But David leads us to cry out to God, Hear my voice, O God, in my meditation. Or as some translations translations put it, Hear my voice in my complaint. Then in verses 7 through 10, David leads us to recognize that we have an advocate. We have a righteous judge. Look at verses 7 through 10. As a prophet of God, David foretells the judgment of God against the wicked. He says that, it, that uh, God's enemies will not succeed. They will ultimately fail because God himself contends against them as a righteous judge. He openly contends against them. He shoots his arrows at them. Now, I don't know about you, but if you want to make a comparison, think about the arrows of the enemies and the arrows of God. Now, who's going to win that battle? God's arrows are more mighty than the enemy's arrows. And if in doubt, David goes on. God says, or David says that God will make them stumble over their own tongues. They use their tongues to lie, use their tongues to plot and plan and lay traps, but God will make them stumble over their own tongues. And what they thought they did in secret, God will reveal so that all men will fear him. Not the earthly enemies, but fear God. And they will declare the works of God. Now, in this, I want you to consider Christ especially. Because Jesus was the object of hatred of man and devil. He was the object of secret plots, of open enemies, and secret uh, ones. They conspired against him. They delivered him over to death itself. But Christ contends against the plots of the enemy. Satan and those who plotted to put him to death thought they defeated him. But by his death, he brought many sons and daughters to glory. His first coming was an appearing appearing as an advocate, as a mediator, and as one who would appear as a righteous judge. He even says that all authority has been given to him, and that the Father has, been, has given him authority to judge all things. And so this one who came as a mediator and a savior will come again to judge the living and the dead. He will reveal all things and judge all mankind. In the face of lies, then, pray to God who is a righteous judge. 
and take shelter in the truth of Jesus Christ. As we sing that throughout the month, I hope that you would take encouragement in knowing that Christ, your judge, is also your redeemer. We'll sing the A selection of Psalm 64. I invite you to stand to sing.